I didn't think of a new thing. Sorry. You can say it. Here we are. Here we are. Welcome back. Ugh. Welcome back, Raven. Yes, welcome me back. <laughs> I was busy. Last week was fun. And we... It was. I listened. It, it was good. I, it was very interesting. Yeah. I still need to take notes when she talks because I don't retain the information like I should. Oh, my goodness. I love how Rowan will describe I know. She just rattles people. it off. <laughs> She's she's got they they have that knowledge down <laughs> far beyond what I understand. Yes. It. So when they describe a person, they're like, "This sun, this moon, and this rising." Can you believe how that acts? And I'm like, "I don't know what that means." Yeah, right. I'm just sitting here like, "Ah, sure, that's crazy." Like, <laughs> it's wow. like if I were to tell you, you know, the girl with uh, with the black hair and the green eyes and the tattoo, and you're like, "Oh, that girl," mm-hmm. and Rowan's like. Libra, Gemini, Scorpio. Yeah, she knows it all. Yeah. You're like, don't you recognize that person? No, I don't know that person. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. Very knowledgeable. Really good. Um, So I appreciate Rowan being on last week. But I have my better half with me back this week. Yes, I am here. So excited. I am. I mean, I'm just tired. By the time it's time to record, my week is like, this is what I do before I start my work week. And it's just exhausting. And I'm like, (laughs) one more thing to have to do and remember. Capping it off with me. And yeah, it's fine. I'm always, I mean, I never regret doing it. It's just the process. Thanks. And walking up the stairs. Going up the stairs. I have to drag you up the stairs. Once you get here, you're fine. Yeah, I know. That's how I am with everything. I dread going to work too. But once I'm there, I'm fine. There you go. Anyway. Um, playing in everybody's garden past couple yeah, days. Yeah, I did my friend's flower beds and backyard and one of my clients and um, of, of which like spending I'm, time I'm outside to, right now. I'm going to have to buy you a hazmat suit. Dude, I know. Or you're going to have to stop working ev- in other people's gardens. Well, other people <laughs> need to stop planting cedar everywhere. Like, it's not deadly. <laughs> <clears throat> your like hands got now, swollen, your face, your eyes. I know. Like, even now, my hands are still itchy and red, and my eyes are all red. <laughs> I don't do well with cedar, and everyone plants cedar trees mm-hmm. or uses the cedar mulch, and it's like they're trying to kill me. I know it when you start coughing and your voice changes, like, I can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, I know. You'd think I'd carry my rescue inhaler with me everywhere, mm-hmm. but I don't. But it's all good. So, yeah, here we are again. Now, this week, we're back to our regular format of giving you some, you know, witchy pagan topics and seeing where they go from there. Give you a little bit of some knowledge. Yeah, just random things that, you know, you might see and not think about. Yeah. So one thing I know for me, what we keep dancing around but haven't really dug into yet is Reiki. Mm. Uh, So I'm going to talk about some of the fundamentals, some of the basics of Reiki, what it is, what it does. You know, so if you're a Reiki master and have all the knowledge, you can skip, you know, when my voice starts playing. But <laughs> right. what are you going to talk about? Um, I decided to talk about mistletoe because Ooh. we were on our walk this week and I kept pointing it out every mm-hmm. five minutes and you were like, hmm, not as interested. And I was like, if you knew all the things about mistletoe, you'd be super interested. So I'm going to tell people all the super interesting things about mistletoe so that they're nice. interested. And I haven't even told you most of them. I just told you that it's like wicked cool. The few things that she has, the truth bombs she's <laughs> dropped on me, I'm like, that's actually really cool. It is. Yeah, so we were walking, found a lot of it. We were talking about it. I, of course, the dummy that I am when it comes to anything green, plants. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, I thought it was a Christmas thing. It's here in the spring? Well, you know, 
here where we're at, it's so much more common if mm. you know you know where to look for it, which is just at the top of trees, and know what you're looking at. Um, but mistletoe is... It's just out of the reach of us short people. We yeah, found that out. I know. I tried a couple of times, but I couldn't pull the branches down far enough. <laughs> there was a couple where we were like, oh, that's too tall. But then at the end of the walk, like, oh, that, that's short enough. And then yeah. we get closer to the tree. like, nope, not for no, me. No, I know. I always think I'm taller than I am, but I am not. I'm like, I can reach that. Oh, my goodness. It's six feet too high. You know. They made movies about us. It's called Hobbits. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but anyway, mistletoe's a parasite. And... It supposedly attacks trees. I, my Ooh. mom always said that that was a sign that the tree was dying. That's actually not true. That's probably really? just something that she heard. Of course, you know, and, and just re- <laughs> well, that, that's where wives' tales come from. You know, you hear something, you say it, and your mother says it, and your mother knows everything. So mm-hmm. you know, but um, it's a parasite, and it's actually uh, moved from tree to tree by birds. It's through their droppings when they land uh, on a branch through poop. Through, well, that's what droppings is, yeah. Poop. Yes. And there's over a thousand different (laughs) species of mistletoe. The mistletoe that we have here is not, you know, when you see, if you go to the store around Christmas time and you go to buy mistletoe, it's, you know, very bright eucalyptus almost colored green and it has mm-hmm. white berries on it. The, the mistletoe that we have here in Oklahoma does not have the white berries on it. Oh. Um, but mistletoe up until 2000, I had that written down somewhere up until 2007, I think you can look it up and discount me up oh, 2004. I found it, um, was the Oklahoma flower. Like it was really, yeah. Cause it's an evergreen plant. And from 1893, which is when we became a state, I believe <laughs> again, what <laughs> the heck do I know? Um, <laughs> Until 2004, it was our state flower. It's still considered the floral emblem of Oklahoma. Hmm. And I believe the quarter that we got that has the scissor tail on it, Uh uh, when they did our state quarter, I think that there's mistletoe somewhere on the quarter. But I'm not 100% sure on that either. Look at me throwing away around facts that I'm like, I think it's like that. This is how wives' tales are perpetuated. Don't listen to me, I, Google. I heard it on a podcast way back in 2022. I know, but yeah, no. <laughs> it was the Oklahoma state flower up until then, and now... So it's considered a flower? Even though it grows I mean, on trees? it was at the time. Hmm. I mean, what did they know in 1893? They didn't have Google back then. They, they didn't have iPhones. Yes, and it's it's super common down here. I mean, when we were on our walk... Oh, the yeah. other day, I nearly every other tree had you, it. You kept point about every 10 feet or so, like, oh, there's yeah. some more. But um, there's mistletoe lore and power in almost every culture. I mean, the Romans used it for Saturnella, and it's associated with fertility, mm. the white berries. With, Just this time of year. Yes, specifically represented male virility. Virility. I won't give you all that, but yeah, the 17th through the 23rd, (laughs) which is when Saturnalia is, that's the feast for the god Saturn, Mm -hmm. and they used mistletoe in the celebrations. They would hang it, and at the end, they would burn all of the dried mistletoe. You've learned a lot about Saturn lately with your... I know, with my palmistry. Yes, I am ruled by Saturn. You're ruled by me. Oh my goodness, you wish. <laughs> um, fertility rituals and kissing under the mistletoe. Um, and it's kind of strange. 
if you look in like European culture for mistletoe, they don't really know where it started. But there's like, I'll have to, again, I have it somewhere. There's uh, like five, a little poem about it. And five what, minutes after we close the episode, be like, oh, there it was. Right. That's how it always happens. I'm laying in bed, fixing to be quiet, and there it is. Um, but the the European mistletoe that has the white berries, and every time a maiden was beneath it and got her kiss, you took a berry off. And when the berries were all gone, then the magic was gone. Hmm. But it was one that. of those, it's kind of like singing at the table, you know, or whistling at the table. If you whistle at the table, you'll never get married. If you deny a kiss under a mistletoe, then you're destined to be alone forever. So single people just carry around mistletoe with you and problem solved. Problem Can't solved. Can't deny. Can't deny it. Wait, wait, wait. Lower mistletoe. So we love to relate it to pop culture. So what was the movie? Mistletoe. Mistletoe. Four Christmases. Right? Oh, was that what that, was that what they said? That's, that was their safe word to get out of the house. That's funny because that's, yeah, <laughs> our boys used that this year. <laughs> they did. We, our families aren't listening, so we could say this. I know. <laughs> well, we were somewhere and they were ready to go or somebody was antagonizing them about something. About and church or something. The youngest one said, told the oldest, he's like, dude, you should have said mistletoe and I, I would have come and saved you. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, that's really funny. Yeah, one of them came up to me. They're like, dad, mistletoe mistletoe i was like we're raising these children right i'm so proud <laughs> i know it's really funny um but even in druid cultures mistletoe was sacred hmm. again any almost anything that's evergreen has some type of you know because again that's what they saw all year round and they're like everything else is dying why isn't this dying it must be a source of magic so they used it for health love and it was an antidote for lots of poisonings which interestingly Ooh. some up until recently, because my mom always said that um, mistletoe was poisonous, and it actually is not nearly as poisonous as we had previously thought. Now, I mean, you <laughs> go up and eat almost anything, too much of anything, and if it's going to give you some gastrointestinal issues. Yeah, right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, but it is not, it's definitely not. That was only one time, sorry. <laughs> yes, as toxic as we thought. And, of course, people who take down and handle mistletoe, you know, definitely always... Either Does wear gloves or wash gloves? your hands after. Hmm. No, I mean, I, I handle it, which... <laughs> You've got turbo hands, though. Yeah, I know. But Guys, and that's is, the is thing. Is there anybody else that their wife can stick their hands in the Lava. forge of Mount Doom <laughs> type water temperature? She'll be doing dishes like tonight, and she's like, la, 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 no problem. I stick my hand in and 15 cuss words, and my hand comes <laughs> flying out. And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, it's a woman thing. Our hands are tougher because we're used to it. But I'm also, I mean, again, I'm super allergic to cedar and, Mm -hmm. you know, things that are everywhere. But poison ivy and things like that don't affect me. So maybe maybe that's why, to me, mistletoe isn't. Because, I mean, I have mistletoe hanging several places in the house. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so, again, from me, do your research first. If you're going to handle it, either wear gloves or... Wash your hands after and don't ingest it. And if you're going to burn it, I'd recommend burning it outside. Really? Somewhere Toxic well ventilated. Smell? Just to be caution. safe. Yeah, just for okay. precaution. Most places will tell you almost any herb that you're not super familiar with. Oh, my goodness. Don't like the time it. that I smudged <laughs> the house and there was a cedar stick in the oh center of it and I didn't, or cedar twigs in the center. And I had no idea because, I mean, somebody gave me a smudge. Oh, I'll smudge. Oh, my goodness. My nephew and i almost 
died. That he was, was the meme where you light a smudge and you start coughing. <sighs> I was like, yes. It, it when is. it comes to cedar, I am definitely the demon because <laughs> poor boy and I were. He was <laughs> covered in outside, hives, and yeah. I had my inhaler, and we were outside trying not to die. <laughs> it um, was sad, but also funny. Yes. So anyway, as far back as you know, the eighty, you know, twenty three and. 79 back when there were you know the druids during the iron age there are writings about mistletoe Hmm. and you know they had a it followed the ceremonies and a priest in white vestments and he would climb the tree with a golden sickle you know because the church always had golden sickles laying around cuts down the mistletoe climbing the tree the priest climbed the tree to get it it was tougher than our current priests oh my goodness right (laughs) Um, and they, it was caught in a white cloak. Like, the symbolism is huge. And when the sacrifice, usually human, was made, they were burned along with the mistletoe. Hmm. And Send them somewhere special. Well, and it said that they also, again, I don't know which variety of mistletoe they used because there are a thousand, but they made a drink with it. And it was supposed to make animals fertile, and it was supposed to be the antidote for almost any poison known to man. Do we still use it in a lot of tinctures? Yeah. No, no. Again, hmm. most people that I've come into contact with will say it's very poisonous. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback, but if yes. we see mistletoe and everything. Yes. So, and all I knew was I didn't even know about removing the berry until I started doing research. Hmm. I've always known that under a sprig of mistletoe, a man kisses the nearest lady on the cheek. But it, it continues. Trollops. Yes. Well, and you know, even in the Pickwick Papers, the from Buckethead, what's his name? Charles Dickens. <laughs> his Pickwick Papers. Buckethead. Talk, yeah, he talked about mistletoe, which again, anything Charles Dickens, you know, he's the inventor of Christmas, don't you know? Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, kind of as we know it, and he talked about mistletoe, and that's when it really became a thing in European households. During the time of Charles Dickens, they started hanging it for Christmas. Yep, he had a heavy hand in a lot of traditions that we do. Wouldn't that be amazing that you could be forever known as the father of something? Something good, obviously, but you're the father of something stupid. Nope. Well, you're the father of our boys, and look how cute they are. They're amazing. They are. Um, It's said to, again, I have it hanging in our bedroom and in our living room, and it's also used to um, ward off evil spirits. It's said to bring good luck to households. Um, You know, there's really kind of, you know, uh, romance, fertility, vitality, wards off spirits. It's kind of a one-stop shop. (laughs) Yeah, like it kind of does a little bit of everything. And a lot of, and most of the people, um, the cultures that used it, used it for some type of healing as well. Hmm. So again, it's going to, very greatly depending on the species and the variety of mistletoe that you use. Don't go around thinking any kind of mistletoe that you find. Just your local mistletoe. Yes, exactly. Um, so look into it before you try to use it for any kind of spell work. Before you lick it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but what uh, Bear found particularly interesting is um, the mistletoe in Norse mythology, mm-hmm. which again is definitely one this of the was older crazy. You did tell me about this yes Frigg, who was the queen goddess in norse mythology and her husband odin 
you know, we all know Odin. He's Everybody the, knows Odin. Yes, chief god. Um, all father. She was the goddess of marriage and mothers. And her name means the one who is loved. And just like most of Odin's wives, she was beautiful. Because he didn't like no uggos. <laughs> Don't want um, no scrubs. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't want no scrubs. Uh, the, the Vikings called Venus Frigstar. And she was very knowledgeable, but relatively quiet for, you know... For a Norse for a god. goddess, and yes, for a Norse goddess specifically. Um, I'd be hell allowed <clears throat> if I was a Norse god. Yes. <laughs> uh, but she had two sons with Odin, Balder and Hod. And Frigg favored Balder over anyone in the world, but especially, you know... The other brother. It's Well, yeah, it's, like it's odd. I they, truly don't play favorites with my children, but I know no. some parents do. Yeah. Well, Balder uh, is actually to current society is bigger than Hod. There's D&D going after him, Baldur's Gate. Um, really? Mm-hmm. See, uh, you know video games. I don't He appeared board games. in... Well, he was, he the, was one of Thor's three friends uh, that were always around He's the friendliest him. and the kindest of all the gods, is nice. what I found on him. Yeah, his uh, companion's three or whatever they the named him. his name the Shining One. His Ooh. companion? Thor, in the first movie, they showed it, but also in comics. He always had three Norse companions that would always... You know, do minor missions with him, and Balder was one of them. Oh, and Balder was married to Nana, and Nana. yes, like Nana Willispell, like Nana Willispell. Oh, um, but it was common knowledge that Frigg loved Balder more than anyone, and she was always very afraid that something would happen to her son, mm-hmm. which all mothers are, you know, kind of like, and in the nature of human mothers who go around and put, you know, saran wrap around things and put, <laughs> put plugs and light switches and things, you know, to keep their kids and plugs. locks on the cabinets. She is the said to have walked. Room. Yes. She said to have walked the earth and made every living creature and plant swear to never harm her son. She childproof the world. She childproof the world. That's some power. The only plant that she did not demand the promise from was mistletoe because it looked too harmless to be a threat Hmm. as legend would say um so loki being loki and being the vindictive god that he is overheard frigg talking about how she had walked past the mistletoe because it was a plant to be so innocent Mm -hmm. and he immediately went to work and Mm. he crafted an arrow from mistletoe because why not right and The gods were all, which I guess this was some, someone who knows more about North, Norse mythology would feel free to chime in on, which is unknown in our Facebook. Mm-hmm. But the gods played games and would shoot arrows at Balder because it didn't matter where they hit him, he wouldn't die. So oh. I don't know if it was like one of those things where he was like Superman and the arrows just like plinged off or right. if they went in and he pulled them out and he was like Wolverine and just healed. So it's like super cool. I know. So he was unharmed, and Hod, his brother, is blind. Which Mm -hmm. um, why was a god blind? You're asking me questions. I don't know. I don't know either. That's what. Yeah. Again, someone who knows a little bit. I mean, I'm sure there is a reason. Yes, it's usually with the gods. Whenever there's a deficiency, it's because something else was given or was an exchange for something. Right. Is typically why something was extra. So, something but in had this particular away. situation, I don't know. And so, ha, uh, Loki went to Hod and asked him why he didn't join in, and he said, "Because duh, I'm blind. I can't see. How am I going <laughs> to shoot him?" 
So Loki offered to help him because he's super helpful like that. That should be suspicious right there. Should have given him the heads up. So he gave Hod the arrow made from mistletoe and held his arms and helped him aim and hit his brother in the heart. Fell dead to the ground. Jeez. Yep. And, of course, his mother was just heartbroken. Well, yeah. And she cried tears of gold, which, again, might have something to do with something I don't know about and it's it's just interesting how all of this kind of ties in together and connects different mm-hmm. belief systems but yeah she she cried tears of gold and mourned his death for if i cried tears of gold i would just ball all day long ever <laughs> watch all the sad movies yeah avengers endgame over and over mm-hmm. so that's you know mistletoe in norse mythology nice. and again be careful when you're using it um, don't lick it. Don't lick it. It's a visitoxin, which causes, like I said, gastral in distress. <laughs> it can give it the poops. Yes, it can slow your heartbeat. Um, which for some people, that's not a bad thing. But again, just be careful when handling it. Definitely don't ingest it, especially if you don't know what variety you have, and just be careful. Hmm. Um, but European mistletoe is used in medicine, and some of it is even like grown and used in big pharmaceutical companies for things like blood pressure medication and AFib and things like that. So it does have medicinal properties, but be very, very careful. People do not take into account how powerful herbal medication is. Mm -hmm. You know, holistic medication is a powerhouse and you don't know how it's going to affect you unless you live holistically. That's why I'm careful even with what I use holistically because I don't live a holistic lifestyle. I brush my teeth with tap water. My toothpaste has fluoride in it. I know it's the worst. Um, you know, even though we try to eat clean, I know I'm the worst. Um, (laughs) you know, but it, it interacts differently with a body that's not used to that type of medication. Mm-hmm. And it has different interactions with f- different foods and chemicals, even chemicals that you put on your skin. So just be careful. Always and forever be careful when dealing with herbs and plant medicine. Mistletoe. Yes, with <laughs> mistletoe um, specifically today. But mistletoe, while it's considered poisonous to life forms on Earth, um, it's also considered to be poisonous to supernatural life forms like uh, shapeshifters and werewolves. Oh my God. Yeah. We so. must get some. We have some. <laughs> That's why we have no werewolves around here. <laughs> I knew there's a reason. <laughs> yes. It's because I have mistletoe in several rooms. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Norse, Druid, Celts, they all used mistletoe and they definitely always used it in celebration of, you know, fertility and life and health and... Um, and to keep away werewolves. And to keep away werewolves. <laughs> and they burnt it. Like, again, it was it was something that was considered, you know, much more magical and the magic was released when it was burnt. And, I mean, that could be the toxins releasing and making everybody high. Who knows? Right. You know, because, I mean, there's lots of things that they were like, oh, it's magic. And, <laughs> again, it is a form of magic, you know, but it's a tangible... Mm-hmm. you know, scientific thing, which science and magic are a hair's breadth. But the word mistletoe came from uh, mistletan, 
and Anglo-Saxon word for dung and tan means twig. So basically, mistletoe <laughs> means dung on a twig. Twig dung. But, you know, you can keep making out under it. Right. Whatever. <laughs> what do we know? Here lies poop. Yep. Kiss underneath it. Anyway, funny. that's my mistletoe. I'm sure I have a million other weird... You're probably going to spout a couple more I know, as I go along, I know. Aren't I was you? like, I'm, <laughs> like, wait, I'm wait, wait. racking my brain. I really should start taking notes. But I mean, I think that that's pretty much it. And that's what I would tell somebody if they were sitting in front of me, all of the weird things I know about mistletoe. No, that was that was cool. Thanks. So uh, you go ahead and... Um, and you'll keep spouting facts. And I might. <laughs> well, you know, again, because mistletoe... One of the things that I just remembered, you know, birds were known to carry it and birds mm-hmm. are considered messengers of the gods. So mm-hmm. that could be why mistletoe is considered divine in so many cultures, hmm. unless they didn't know that it came from birds. What do they know? They yeah, could have been like my mom and either. thought, oh, it's a sign that the tree is dying. Like, what do they know? So it's uh, good for love, fertility, protection. Yes. It never grows on the ground. It always grows in trees. Always in, I was going to ask Always that. grows in trees. No matter where no bushes, the birds no. duke, it duke. always grows in a tree. It never grows on a bush. It never grows in the ground. Hmm. So again, higher, closer to the gods. Of course. Away from the hobbits. Away from us hobbits. Um, Poor little hobbits. We got to climb ladders to get it. Right. The only person I've seen at these shows that carries it, um, Runes carried it a couple shows, but I haven't seen it anywhere else, at least in the shows I've been to. So Yeah, I feel like... She does some work with it. She usually has some hanging yeah, in Yeah, I think booth. one of one of the two or three bundles that I have came from her, which mm-hmm. is... Yeah, she gifted us one. Yes, it's it's a good gift. It's a, you know, it's a symbol of protection, and nice. it's a good thing to give to friends. I like it. That's cool. Me too. It's pretty witchy. Mm-hmm. We've been a couple weeks without. Oh, and super... mistletoe. <laughs> in, sorry, mistletoe <laughs> in church. I remember at Easter, mistletoe in churches was banned because it was considered pagan and witchy. Ooh. So I always thought it was odd whenever I'd see churches when they do their hanging of the greens if they mm-hmm. ever hung mistletoe mm-hmm. because most yeah churches it, outlawed it because it'd it be so like putting raised. but so many churches put actual christmas trees up now again the church we were raised in that was not a thing you know even the pastor there didn't have, have a, tree. a christmas tree yeah because it was pagan yeah and he, he would talk it. Yeah. yes he would talk about the origins of it and how he would not have a tree because he was not going to celebrate a pagan holiday like a pagan i remember that i thought it was weird as a kid i was like why won't you have a christmas tree he's like uh-huh. well it's of the devil it's the pagan like okay but it's still a tree uh-huh what does Santa come down and put gifts under? I know. <laughs> that's neat. Thanks. That's I'm I'm good now. Sorry, I think that's all of them. I'm I'm waiting to make sure nothing else drops. No, I out. think I'm good. The I, nuggets. Yeah, right. I was like, I'm just twiddling my thumbs, but go ahead, talk <laughs> about your Reiki and then I'll interrupt you in a minute. Right. As all good couples. Mm-hmm. Um so I was going to do I, I was actually going to cover start covering chakras and I thought, you know, that's all well and good and necessary, but the thing that brought me into a lot of this stuff was learning Reiki. So Reiki was actually, in the first episode, I, I talked about some of the stepping stones that I worked through to try to reopen a lot of stuff that I shut down. And Reiki was one of those things that I found that helped. Yeah, I agree. Sorry. No, I'm just saying I do. I feel like because we struggled so long. The with... way she looked at me, I thought she was going to drop a mistletoe fact on me. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> if Saving you don't it. have mistletoe back then. Saving it for later. No, I really do Ooh. feel like it helped tremendously. I feel like the peacock ore and working on your chakras and mm-hmm. having your Reiki treatment, your mm-hmm. first actual session, yes, um, really opened up a lot of doors and... I mean, I don't think it cleared all of your blockages right no. away the first time, but it gave you that glimmer of hope. Yeah. I it feel like it chinked away. Dusted and, off a lot of those yes. old... Well, and it let the sunlight in kind of feeling. Yeah. You know. So on my journey to get back to, I wouldn't say I'm 100%, but you know, getting back to understanding a lot of this stuff again, I actually had a Reiki treatment myself, and I'd recommend it for everybody. Everybody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, at least one time. Um, just to experience it, it is such a thing that can, as I say, change your life. But really, that's not no. I, I don't short feel like, of the truth. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't feel like that's an exaggeration at all, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, most of my friends who listen know me, and there's very few things that will change your life, and Reiki is absolutely one of them. Yeah. So I had no idea about it before we started going uh, down this path and reopening a lot of doors for me, and I. I was frustrated. I was, you know, working on it. Couldn't figure out what was going on. So I was talking to somebody and they said, have you had a Reiki session? I was like, I don't know what that is or how to spell it. I've had lots of people I talked to like, okay, tell me how to spell it. I need to Google it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, but it is really one of those things that if you know about it, you do. And if you don't, you don't. It's not an everyday common household thing. Um, no. Unless you're into the metaphysical or the woo-woo stuff. Yeah, and I feel like some people, it's so weird because I'm in several witchy groups on Facebook. I try not to be because it's just so all-consuming and I'm such drama. a... Drama. Very drama. Yes, very dramatic. And everyone is, it literally doesn't matter what you say. Someone's going to get on there and completely disagree with you and be like, eh, different path. And, you know, <laughs> so, and it's like, okay, whatever. They ask for advice. I'm giving advice. If you don't like my advice, ignore it. Scroll anyway. Past. Oh, they just can't. And I just, I... I Yeah, I can't give my energy to that. It's just, it's exhausting. But anyway, I had a woman who said that she was having trouble getting her pets that she'd had to um, put together get along. Like she'd Mm -hmm. had to adopt a friend's animal and the animals were not getting along. And I said, well, you know, you could try Reiki because... I've seen it work. I know it works. Mm-hmm. Our the difference in our animals <laughs> is astounding. I yeah. mean, we have cats that lived under my bed for five years and only came out for Bear and I. Um, that will come out and greet guests now. Mm-hmm. And the dog, who's a lunatic and wants to super be friends with all of the cats, is very calm. And you know, he still gets a little too rambunctious, mm-hmm. but they can lay together on the same surface and within a few inches yes he even reached out and touched one of them the other day and she didn't freak out right away so i mean again i've seen it work and she shot back i don't believe in reiki and i was like okay Okay. (laughs) never mind then like oh it's just it's so frustrating i'm giving you pearls of wisdom here you're like nap i know i'm like i've uh, but you i mean you can't you, even with religion, that's what they'll tell you. You can't refute personal experience. So, yeah. And what do I know? They probably wanted some spell to make them. Yeah, behave. seriously. Lots of people are like, burn these herbs and it'll work. And again, I do lots of spell work. I burn herbs. Mm-hmm. But to get your cats to get along, you need to work on their energy, their energy, not just the energy in the room. 
Yeah. Anyway. So there's multiple different types of Reiki. Off my soapbox. <laughs> right. There's Reiki itself. There's a couple different schools, and then there's everything from. I mean, the the woman I took lessons from uh, that I went through the process with. There's so many different uh, extensions of Reiki. There's, like Raven said, there's animal Reiki that is specifically to help with animals. Um, there's Karuna fire, there's Holy fire. There's, I mean, she's got a list of like 12 extra credentials after her name of all the extra Reiki certifications she has. Maybe someday that'll be me, but, um, it's kind of like one of those things, you know, people ask, well, I'll never be able to do it. That's not the case. Reiki is for everyone to do or have done on them. You know, Um, it's literally like you're harnessing the force. We talk all the time about mm -hmm. the force of energy that runs through the earth and Reiki helps you harness that force. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. We keep, we still keep dancing around what it is. So Reiki itself, Reiki defined, you can break it down into two words. R-E-I, Ray, K-I, or Ki. So the ray itself, you know, when I got into it, I thought, oh, this is ancient. This is so old. Well, there's energy healing that is old, but this school, this Reiki itself, came about in 1922. Um, it came from a, a monk, Mikau Use, if I got that right. <laughs> I never have to say the names. But it, it began Well, you as say a, them to yourself in your head while you read them. It's different saying them right, with your face. Out loud, like, was that right? <laughs> to a microphone for... <laughs> other people to hear uh, it's a japanese technique for stress reduction relaxation but also promotes a lot of healing so if it's emotional issues physical issues mental issues that you need a little help with try reiki uh, it's a simple but powerful technique um like i said that it can be learned by anyone mm-hmm. so as long as you're willing to take the time and money it costs money to do this it does cost money and it um, but that puts value on it. It does, you know, and they sell classes that you can do online. It's, I, again, not to poo-poo anyone's credentials, <laughs> but you really do need, this is one of the things you need to have done in person. In person. Yep. And you need to be attuned by a master. Mm-hmm. You cannot be attuned over your computer screen and, you know, through your cell phone. All of these things. Anyway. I was going to talk about that in a minute. I'm backing off into the, into the corner. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but what this, Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the ray, it means like a universal meaning. Spiritual wisdom. Anything from the mundane to esoteric. It's, it's interpreted as this being present everywhere. But also can be a deeper understanding. And really ties into that healing art that is Reiki. So it goes by several names when you when you become attuned, you know, they tell you this energy, it's not something that comes out of you. It's something that you're able to channel or pull yes. down and push out. Yes. So you are a conduit. So it's not like I'm a superhero and I'm blasting magic waves out of my hands. No, it's I am in I mean, that's cool, that's what I want to be. Lightning in my hands. Come on, Shazam. <laughs> Or Doctor Strange or Iron Man or I could keep going. But it is it's very much something that you're able to channel and push through you to help other people out. But a lot of that has to do with control over yourself, that mind, body, Yeah, spirit. you have to be a clear conduit. You have mm-hmm. to be yeah, a clear vessel for it to to go through. Not that if you're not having a sick day or off day or a grumpy day, it's not gonna work. That's not the thing, because you are still channeling 
that yeah. energy itself. Well, I was saying, even if you're not a particularly healthy person, it can still... I mean, I'm yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like chubby dad Thor body over here can still yeah. do it? Well, and I'm not saying that, that, that you're not healthy. I'm just saying, you know, you're currently suffering with chronic headaches and mm-hmm. nerve pain, etc. And you're also administering Reiki to people. And they're coming back with you know, tremendous results and great feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, one lady is coming back and bringing three friends with her. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it works and you're still able oh, to yeah. do it even though you're struggling right now personally mm-hmm. because, you know, you're keeping your energy channels open. Right. So also you should be raking your water and all of your food. But anyway. <laughs> Just keep it turned on all day. Back into the quarter. Um, so the last half of that word, the key, um, if any of your... Nerds like me, like Raven always points out. I wasn't going to say anything. Why you got to make it sound like I'm a bully <laughs> being mean to the dorks? I married uh, a dork. It's fine. The the key or chi, you know, anybody that is into martial arts understands that key philosophy. Chi is the same as chi? Yeah. Shut up. Life energy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Reiki. yeah. 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 I learned Light something bulb. new. Thanks. Shut up. And that's, and that's the end of the show. That's sad right. because I'm also attuned. I haven't gotten as far, though, so maybe that's why I don't know that yet. Oh. Or maybe I wasn't paying attention. It's, that's probably... <laughs> I say it's pretty Shush. early on. I know. I was like, it's literally the basics. name of what... Yeah. <laughs> I did my homework. Apparently, I skipped that page. <laughs> it's okay. That's why you have me around. Oh, my goodness. Um, so that key or that chi, that life energy that goes through you, and a lot of people, different um, cultures give it different names, but it's that vital life source of universal life energy that flows through everything. Anything that's living has a key uh, flow. And of course, you know, if you watched Avatar, Naruto, um, a lot of your animes, they always talk about key, uh, the life force. Dragon Ball Z, you know, they raise that level to become stronger individuals. My 13-year-old will be proud of me. I had to double-check the name. If you watch Naruto and you follow the um, Neji Hugo of the Hugo clan, Raven's I, looking at me. You're speaking Greek. I have no idea. I, I'd probably I I know more deep. about Greek than, than anime. <laughs> <laughs> so if you remember Naruto uh, that I'm currently watching with my 13-year-old, there's a character on there that his whole ability is to shut off key centers in the body. You know, And again, it's not... Obviously, it's not the same thing as what a Reiki master does, uh, but it's interesting that they break it down so even kids can understand. Um, so when I started talking to my kids about it, they're like, oh, that was on some show, like Chakra Centers uh, or or Chi. They're, they're like, yeah, that was in some show I watched. I was like, what show? And they tell me about it. I was like, that's kind of, that's close. So anyway, it's it's that idea that it animates the body. So the, the Chinese place great importance on that life energy or the chi we've been talking about. Um, they've studied for thousands of years, and there's different kinds. So there's there's good chi, there's bad chi. In fact, um, it's documented the Yellow Emperor's classic of internal medicine, which is over 4,000 years old, lists 32 different kinds of chi or ki. So that was interesting. Hmm. Um, but we talked about martial arts, um, those... Uh, Breathing exercises um, in meditations people talk about. That is harnessing the fundamentals of moving your key. Shamans in uh, cultures where they use a lot of divination, psychic awareness, manifestation, healing. All of those take 
harnessing that power within yourself that you push out. Yes, of course. Absolutely. When we talk about different kind of healing energies, does every healer use Reiki? You get that question. That's not true. Um, There are healers that, and I've met a couple of them. There's a laughing healer um, at some of these shows and several other individuals that they use different types of energy healing. Um, but they usually can recognize someone else that did. I had one sitting in front of me that he was talking about things that he does in the esoteric field. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Hmm. And I asked him where he learned it. He said it's something he's done most of his life that he learned as a child. I was like, well, that's wild. Um, but it wasn't Reiki. And he told me, he's like, I don't didn't take any Reiki classes. I don't do it. What I do attuned. is different. Yeah. He said, but I can see in you that you do. I was like, oh, because we hadn't even talked about it. So the difference between someone that just does energy healing and Reiki are two different things. I'm not saying one is better than the other, but there are different styles. That Reiki itself, there's no harm that comes with it. Um, It's just a special kind of healing energy that has to be channeled by someone who's received a, a placement or an attunement. Like Raven said earlier, these attunements can't be gotten through a, a TV screen or phone you have to be with, with someone with a master. And please, if you're going to do this, make sure that your master is certified because anybody off the street can be like, oh, I'm a master of this. And you spend thousands of dollars and you walk out and you realize that you were, you know, it was a sham. Yep. So double check. And under my certifications on the ICRT, International Committee for Reiki Training. So it is legitimate. You can look up my name, my real name, not my witch name. But you can look it up, and I am on Which you'll never know. (laughs) No, yeah, seriously. It's hanging on the wall in front of me, yeah. Yeah, you need to be... Check your sources. Yes, you need to be attuned by someone who's been attuned by someone who's been attuned by, et cetera, et cetera. Someone who's actually a Reiki master. Um, And and they're very proud of their lineage. Like the the person I took uh, my attunements from, she can trace her lineage or her training all the way back to the main guy that started it all. Mm-hmm. So they very much take that lineage. Again, it's an ancient Chinese culture, just like they take their heritage. Importantly, they do the same thing with this. And there's they different... They take it seriously, not importantly. what I say? You said they take it importantly. It's important, so therefore they take it seriously, there is you what go. you meant. Glad you're here to help me. You're welcome. Um, with that placement, so there's different levels. There's level one. Um, at level one, you learn the basics. Uh, you learn about it. You get the introduction to healing. You get now there's symbols, and again, you could probably Google the symbols, oh, and no, you can see the symbols hanging on can't. shops. I know they just put them out like it's right, like it's not sacred. Right, it's a shame. And as a true practitioner, those symbols are sacred. They should not be appearing on your wall, um, on your door, you know, anywhere that someone who's not attuned um, can see them. I mean, that's in the doctrine, you know, in the philosophy that that's. It's a sacred knowledge. Um, for so many years, the early masters, they wouldn't let you take notes. You had to learn everything, memorize it, and then I would have failed those for sure. Oh, good gravy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My memory, I'd be like, what did we just do for the last two days? I don't remember. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but on level one, that, that attunement that allows you to kind of bottle that energy um, is what when Raven Raven's attuned to level one, and she was talking to me afterwards, and she... How'd you say it felt? It just kind of like pulled all that energy inside and capped it off? Yes. I don't remember. That's like... I remember. That was neat. Okay. Well, it's been a while. 
Um, that's what but she yes, told it was, me. It was, yes, I don't remember what I told you, but it was a really different feeling. Mm-hmm. It's very, I don't know, There's. it's hard to describe. You, you what, I, what I remember anyway, my memory we just talked about, it kind of like stuffed all that energy inside and capped it off. Yes. Um, because you're very attuned to energies and things around you. Yes. Um, so it was different than somebody walking in off the street being like, ah, eh, just teach me. You, know, you came in knowing a lot of stuff about healing energies already with what you do. Yes. So Reiki is a different form. And as you become higher levels, Reiki, so Reiki 1 itself allows you to start the healing process with other people. Reiki 2 allows you to help. Here was the neat thing. It's like leveling up in a video game. Reiki level 2 will teach you to, you can heal over distance. So I can be sitting here in the meta room and you can be in Arkansas or we had somebody new from overseas. Um, so you could be in Canada mm-hmm. and I can send you Reiki healing for mind, body, spirit, whatever it is you're struggling with and also emotional. So a lot of times once you have a, a Reiki, she's making faces at me. Sorry. Hey, are <laughs> you going to tell on me? <laughs> it was a funny face. Um, at Reiki level two, you learn the emotional symbol with that symbol allows you to heal you know, childhood traumas, emotional issues, a lot of those blockages that people face. So it really is, you know, once you find somebody that's a level two Reiki practitioner, that's something they can do for you. And of course, each attunement that you get kind of just opens the floodgate of, you know, guys, if you're thinking about uh, turning the water spigot on to allow more and more water to come through, that's what all these extra attunements do. Yes, as soon as you get Reiki one, absolutely, you can help people out. But if you're able to take two, three, holy fire, keep going and going, that amount of energy that you can push through just becomes bigger and bigger. Again, just vet your sources, just like you would if you're getting spell bottles or crystals or something else from a store. You know, there's nothing wrong with checking into that stuff. And then as you become a Reiki master, so at level three, um, at that point, you learn more symbols that increase uh, the power and the healing effect. Uh, it amplifies the healing effect of what you could do at level one and two. And then also at that point, then you're allowed to attune others at a master level. Um, then you can go, and that's what they told us when I finished, like, okay, you can go attune your kids. And I was like, why would I attune my kids? And they're like, it helps with behavioral issues with, you know, everything from pacing to sleeping issues, to studying, to dealing with your kids don't really have behavioral issues but then you went on to sleeping and drama and i was like yeah no one doesn't neither of them sleep and one of them's full of drama so (laughs) um but it really does they say it makes a difference in even children when you attune them well and you know i have a friend whose young son has some developmental delay issues and she Mm -hmm. was asking if reiki would work for him and I was like, you know, absolutely. Unfortunately, he probably won't be still long enough for that. Mm-hmm. But you can Reiki his drinks and snacks, his car seat, his bed, you know, places that he occupies. Not only can you do the body of someone, like she said, you can do their drinks, sport drinks, food. It makes everything taste better. It makes it better for your body. You're literally just giving it clean, healthy energy to amplify the, the products that are in it. Um, Reiki, when you're doing it for someone, you're cleaning the aura. So people talk about, you know, you can feel someone's aura. You clean that. You can help cut ties. Kind of fill in a lot of those gaps that somebody has issues with. But 
The best thing about it is whether they believe it or not, it's not going to cause them harm. There are some after effects that I always encourage people to drink a lot of water, get some sleep um, after we have a session because your body has to adjust to all this energy coming through and then it has to realize, okay, you know, my knee was hurting, now my knee doesn't hurt as bad, so they adjust their weight on it, all this kind of stuff. But the body has to readjust how it works now that things are in better shape. Sometimes one session can knock out a lot of things. Sometimes just like chiropractic or, you know, physical therapy, sometimes it takes a couple more sessions. You know, if you had a lifelong trauma that still is, you know, something to dig in. Or even just a, you know, childhood trauma that has deep, carried deep, on. Deep, yes. Yeah. Just like seeing... So um, many people walk around with unhealed inner right. child. You know, we're, we're happy to go talk to a therapist or counselor, um, and they can help you with the words and the head, but that, that Reiki energy can help with healing of, you know, that past trauma as well. So I always encourage that. And the thing is, as a Reiki practitioner, that energy is not yours. Like I said, it just, it doesn't deplete you. Anybody can learn it. You can use it on yourself. So again, the advantage of learning how to do Reiki is that you can help yourself out. Totes. We um, all like to help ourselves. My my youngest kid is in sports, and then he comes home and works out some more. And then Yes, and he asks for Reiki. Right. He'll come down and be like, Dad, he, can, you, yes. can you Reiki me? Big difference. Yeah. And, and I love that. You know, it's usually late at night. I'm like, oh, I'm tired. But I love the fact that he trusts me and that he feels the difference mm-hmm. from those sessions, even though I keep them short with him. And your sessions can last anywhere from 15 minutes, 30 to an hour. Anything that helps going through that process. And I'll, I'll incorporate things if you have a session with me. There's, you know, music, lights are dimmed. You know, it's a very peaceful setting. Um, there's either candles or what, what are you laughing at? Nothing. <laughs> She's I was going to say bounce, get down, down, but I won't. <laughs> Everybody's like, nope, not him. Nope. <laughs> Welcome to my, my low my, lights and my, my candles. Den. Oh my goodness. Here, Bear's Den. Oh my God. Anyway, yes. Bears Den of Reiki. Yes, it's calming. I'll get a whole a, different type of clients that way, spa honey. Thanks. Like, oh my goodness, it's a spa-like environment, is what you. Yes, it's very comfortable. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, incense. You know, keep the demons out, and uh, mistletoe to keep the werewolves away. <laughs> <laughs> All that stuff. Um, but it is, and I hope that helps. I mean, that was kind of quick introduction to the some of the history and what it does. Um, but as long as you accept it that's all i ask when i'm performing a session you know you don't have to believe in me or all the well, heck you stuff. charge so they better <laughs> they better believe if they're and that's the thing with reiki it. is they place in the earlier yes, in it's, the it's 50s and 60s yeah they would charge you ten thousand dollars no joke ten thousand dollars to get level one same thing with level two and yes. so they had very minimal you know, practitioners, let alone masters, because the mm-hmm. master, they charge triple that mm-hmm. for that final step. I did not pay that much, thankfully. But again, they put that price on it to let you know that it is such a sacred uh, experience. And if you've had a session, you'll understand. So bottom line, have a Reiki session. doesn't have to be with me. I know several. Someone other, who's well vetted. Someone and you known. trust, because yes. that is an intimate experience. Um, again, you're laying on a table in the dark and in a Reiki and most Reiki masters like you are also intuits, and they will right, get... Right, they can feel and sense. Well, they'll also get messages to relay to you. And that's... We didn't get to go into all that, but yeah. 
while I'm working on, on a body or, or a client, I can feel different parts of their body. So for me, it's like a heat in my palms, almost like a, a detector. I wave it over the body. I can feel, okay, like Mrs. Jones, have you done something to your elbow? It's really warm. You know, and they're like, oh, I had a, you know, tennis injury back in 92, you know, still bugging me. Or, you know, if the head feels warm. The last having, time anyone played tennis. Right. Emotional trauma. Um, I can feel the chakras, um, whether they're in or out of use, and just overall body feeling. And so many people tell me when I'm done that, you know, the pain left. It felt like water was running through my legs as you uh, as you were working on me. Or mm-hmm. I had one gentleman tell me, he's like, I felt like <laughs> you were... The weight. Uh, yeah, I had one at Hocus Pocus. Hilarious guy. He, he got up off the table. Uh, older gentleman, he got up off the table and he looked around. I was like, you all right? He's like, he looks under the table, still sitting on it. I was like, did you drop something? He's like, yeah, I felt like I took a shit. It just... I felt like, jeez. <laughs> I felt like I just dropped a load under your table here. I was making sure. I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> I said, I was like, what does that mean? He's like, well, I feel a lot better, feel a lot lighter. I was like, all right, well, that's good. And uh, you know, a lot of experiences like that. Or one guy told me he said he kept his eyes closed the whole time, and he's like, I could tell where you were even with my eyes closed. I said, how could you tell? He said it felt like magnets. He said it felt mm-hmm. like your head was just like cone heads. He's like, I felt like my head was turning into the cone heads, guys. It just kept sucking on it. Yeah. So it's because he gives off so much energy, mm-hmm. and that's how I feel when you reiki me. Like I, it feels like a woom, 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 like it feels like you're pushing mm-hmm. on me. Even the when you're not. client I had this week at, uh, she said that it felt like I was putting pressure on her, and I will say that with reiki you don't have to touch the body you're working on the aura no, you're yeah, working you on usually. the chakras you're working so unless you're a licensed masseuse doctor or nurse they shouldn't be touching you so if you go to a reiki session oh tell my you, goodness right i've, I've read articles yeah people like i went and tried this reiki thing and he had me stripped down and and touching oh me i was like goodness. nope nope oh nope, you just that's got, not what yeah you just gave a perv money to <laughs> touch you <laughs> So cheese and crackers. Come on, people. Vet your, your sources. Yes, um, it's so important. But yeah, look at the diplomas. Look at their lineage. See where they got their education from. If, it, if you're going into some if rundown says, shop, it if might it says not you be. to me, run the other way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is a that's a big thing when it comes to Reiki itself. And I mean, there's so much more we can cover. And I'll go through the chakras as as time goes on. I had so much more, and of course I ramble, as Raven knows. Uh, Reiki works with medical care. Now, yes, a lot that's of your, why I use it. A lot of your big hospitals, especially in the East, have started incorporated it into mm-hmm. it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I have several clients who, again, I'm usually working in a caregiving, nursing, death doula capacity. And when I mention Reiki to them, they've heard of it as, you know, been offered to them as an alternative therapy. Mm-hmm. So, and I use aromatherapy and massage and Reiki it's in my practices. And I've never had anyone tell me that, you know, it didn't work or they didn't enjoy yeah. it or and it didn't, you know, didn't. I never had anyone say that they don't feel anything. Yeah. And here's some numbers because everybody's all about numbers and science, right? No, uh, that's you. Just me. Reiki is offered as part of regular patient care in over 800 hospitals across the U.S., including operating rooms and ICU. As they, the guy who is the head of the ICRT has tried to put a, a big emphasis on that, Reiki itself decreases recovery time in the hospitals, 
recovery time from surgery. It improves mental attitude, reduces unwanted side effects of medications, including chemotherapy, radiation, and other medical procedures. A research study at Hartford Hospital in Connecticut indicates that Reiki improved patient sleep by 86%, reduced pain by 78%, reduced nausea by 80%, and anxiety during pregnancy by 94%. So some pretty hefty numbers. These are all documented in 97 and 2000 and on and on. Reiki itself is not a religion. It's not a creed or a pact, but it is something that is very helpful and enlightening whether you are receiving a treatment or whether you become attuned and you start working on others. It, part of the thing when I work with others, you get, I'd say blessed, you get something out of it as well. That, yeah, no, it feeds your soul. Yeah, it's very energetic to you as the as the giver as well. Um, no, no, I firmly believe that because I get, in my work, I get told that a lot. Oh, it's, and it is exhausting, mm-hmm. but it's not draining. Yeah, it's physically exhausting. I get done with the sessions like, oh. You know, I, yes, I but you don't bent feel over too you don't feel drained. You no. feel like you get as much as you give. Right, like I'm ready to go out and do some more. Yes, yes, um, you've used yourself to your highest good, and that is energizing in itself. Yep. So I keep talking forever, but we're about Please out of time. Please don't let me go. <laughs> I will never let you go. Please, I want to go lay in my hammock. <laughs> Mistletoe. Mistletoe. There it is. Uh, anything else from you, darling? No, I can't think of any more mistletoe facts. I'm really sleepy. I want to go. Real quick, um, big, big show this weekend, guys. I hope you guys can all make it. Um, the yeah, Wonders I'm and Wisdom I Expo. I won't be able to. That's probably better. You'd spend all the money I make. Are you showing your money? I probably, I definitely would. You because would. I've been looking at all of the vendors and There's like, ooh, lots of shiny. Yes, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. And I really wish I had time to go, but I, I genuinely do not. I will not be able to make it. My pocketbook thanks you. Shut up. <laughs> um, all right. So, and we'll have him on the show one time. Uh, Bobby Wiggins of Wonders and w- Wiggins and Wonders. I might have messed that up. Sorry, Bobby. Um, she's putting on the show. Brian White is helping coordinate and doing a lot of social uh, media work on it. But this weekend is Wonders one- and Wisdoms. Yeah, is the show. Okay, you said Wiggins and Wonders or Wonders and Wiggins. That's her. That's her. Yeah, name, no, I know. Brand. Oh, okay. But this is the event. This oh, weekend. Okay, you're just you made my brain stutter. Sorry. Can, go ahead. I saw your I'll, eyes like crossing. I'll quit talking. Sheesh. Let me finish. I literally was saying that. You're still. So this Saturday, April 23rd, <laughs> look under the pool, please. Mistletoe. <laughs> uh, this Saturday, April 23rd, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then Sunday from 11 to 5. So the admission is $7 uh, per person. Kids under 10 are free. For vets, seniors, and teachers, $5. So discount. It's this weekend. Lots of fantastic vendors. These guys put on a great show every time they do something. So anytime... Uh, Bobby and Brian do stuff. I'm always like, let's go, guys. I'm in. Uh, it'll be at the Oklahoma State Fairgrounds, the Hobbies, Arts, and Crafts building. Really super easy to find. Um, and I'll put it in the show notes. But again, it's the Wonders and Wisdoms Expo this weekend only. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And Saturday. And Saturday. 23rd and 24th, 11 to 7, 11 to 5. Hope to see you guys there. Um, I'll be reading tarot. and Obviously. Let me go. And Raven will be helping the community like she always does. Yeah, I'm busy. (laughs) But on that, lots of great vendors, guys. Hope you enjoyed this week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.